Welcome everybody to the Feng Shui Mastery Show. Now today I have another special guest, a lady called Steffi, who has taken it upon herself to go on a journey, a journey that I don't think she realised she was on until we started talking about what was around in her environment. And it's a fascinating um, listen because she's discovered things about herself, about her life, that were all, in many ways, hidden or subliminally there but she didn't realize for herself so before we get into the conversation I'd just like to introduce you to um Steffi Clayton hi Steffi hi Kathy hi thank you very much for joining me today oh I'm pleased to be here yeah I think you have some amazing insights that um even myself I was very surprised in this process that we've been going through the last few months and I just wondered um, if you could share some of them with myself and the listeners, because I do believe that what you have discovered is very common to most people. And I just think that people are looking for things in, in their life. They're looking for new starts. They're looking for starting a, a new business or a new relationship, or they want, you know, different different parts of themselves are crying out for change, but they don't know how to do it. And um, Feng Shui and the clutter clearing, space clearing is one of the tools I've used, not just only in that particular business, but also within my own health and mental health um, therapeutic um, work as well. And I felt that, you know, some of the things that you have said uh, in the last few months were really quite revealing about how people, they want to start, as I said, on a new journey, but unfortunately their environment impedes or, or blocks that process and I just thought um, if you could just share with me to begin with how did you feel were, were you aware that you you had too much um, in the environment that was impeding you or did you not make the connection at all well Kathy that that's going to be a funny answer the answer is yes and no which may sound puzzling to all of you but let, let me explain how that was briefly when I was a little girl I, I had two sisters and they shared a room and I had my own room. So I grew up having my own room. And my mother says that I was scatterbrained and I was kind of messy and it got worse as I got older. So I've had the clutter around all my life. And the reason I, part of the answer to the question you just asked me is no, is I, I didn't, it was there, but my brain wasn't registering it. Okay. I, I, I it was there, but I didn't see it, so to speak. In a certain way, of course, yes, I know I've got too much stuff. I, I also had a real issue with, I, I couldn't stop acquiring things. And, mm. and that came from a traumatic situation uh, growing up where there wasn't enough. And I'm in my late 40s, and, and I've just gotten aware of this enough to clear it. And I so recommend to people that they not spend another day longer than they have to living like this because there is another life and it's a heck of a lot more comfortable yeah. than, I mean, I had a storage unit. I've dragged stuff around me with me for years. When I moved from the U.S. to the U.K. 10 years ago, I, I spent a lot of money moving stuff over here that then went into a storage unit and I've had it. Um, case in point, I, I had a wedding dress. I think I dragged that thing around for, I, I can't remember how many years. And when I finally pulled it out and looked at it, because I was contemplating getting married. First of all, 
I, this is a dress that I associate with someone else and I wouldn't want to associate with, with this man. Second of all, it was hopelessly outdated. I wouldn't want to wear it and it wouldn't fit anyway. Yeah. And I would. I just kind of laughed. I mean, the, the, the good side of this is when you start to clear, it may make you a little sad at, at how much you've been holding on to and what you, what you learn about yourself. But then the good news is then you start laughing about it pretty quick. It, mm. it is funny yeah. that you think that you really, really, really needed this. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to say how just you're talking about the whole process of letting go is so important. And it doesn't have to be a bad um, or, or a bad pro process, but sometimes we in, in the in the health um, quarters, we actually call it almost like a healing crisis because mm -hmm. you're actually you know, you're actually letting go of things that in the environment that are blocking you internally. Um, and it's only when you let go that you create more space for new things to come in. And obviously you've, you've picked up on that, that, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a, it, you know, one wants to say it's a generation thing, but it's different generations have had different reasons for clawing onto things. So the older generation, older than you, they would have held onto things because there a lot of people, you know, in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, they didn't have enough things. So, you know, when they actually got them, they wanted to hold on to them. Um, and then even the generations after that, we are now in the West certainly li lived, you know, 40, 50 years, 60 years in the material world, so to speak, where we have actually been conscious, mm. in some ways, consciously, habitually, craving for thing things that are going to give us emotional spiritual answers and so i think that when people let go there is a space there and people often can feel uncomfortable with space because then they have to in many ways look at themselves but it doesn't have to be that torturous how have you found it mm, yes i've the, the revelation to me has been, I mean, and we're, we're talking since I was a teenager, and as I said, I'm now in my late 40s, we're talking 35 years of plus of hardcore acquisition behavior. I never stopped to evaluate. I, I never stopped to think, I, and, and I don't beat on myself because I, I couldn't, I didn't know how, but you know, I've accumulated stuff. My running joke is, listen, if you need to floss your teeth, come over to my place. I've got at least 27 packets of dental floss because I just buy without things. Oh, well, I might, I, I'm going to need some of that. And then I come home to find that I've got 27. That happened once many years ago when I was living with a boyfriend. We went to the grocery store. He was putting the groceries away. He started laughing from the pantry. I said, what's so funny? And he said, you can stop buying tuna now. I said, what do you mean? He said, we've got 27 cans of tuna. And this is me making sure that there's enough just in case something horrible happens and nothing horrible is going to happen. It, it's When you are acquiring from this mentality, you are in, you're keeping lack in place. You're locking lack into your life because you're planning for lack. When you can trust that you've got enough and that you can get whatever you need to when you need it, you don't have these impulses. I mean, just a few months ago, I would walk down the street and see, oh, that dress. Oh, I need that dress. i got to have that dress. And it was seriously just about a matter of life and death to me because my identity was so wrapped up in the stuff. Now I walk through Richmond and I go, hey, what was, what was I thinking? 
Mm-hmm. What have I been thinking all these years? I don't even know. And and I, you've been to my home. You've seen I, I have a lovely place to live. I have more than enough of everything, and I'm a much more relaxed, happy person, having not gotten into that, gotten rid of that rather um, acquisitive behavior for no good reason other than fear. So I would tell people that's the first thing you've got to do is when when you're going to acquire something, ask yourself why. Um, what's this for? And, and there's nothing wrong with having nice things. I, I aspire to have a big, gorgeous house on Richmond Hill. Great, wonderful. But I also don't think that I'm going to get happiness through that. It's because I'm basically happy that I can enjoy something like that. Don't yeah. think that anything you buy is going to make you happy. Well, thank you very much for those. You've mentioned two or three points I'd like to kind mm-hmm. of just pull out on, on there because. There's three points, and really they're they're crucial to anybody, wherever they are in their life, whether they're teenagers or whether they're older, they really are crucial, and I I resonate with certainly with two of those, Um, and that is the acquisition of material stuff in terms of clothes or shoes or items. We all love design, we love colour and beautiful aesthetic um, items and there's n- as you say there's nothing wrong with that at all but you know to think that happiness will come as a result of that uh, and, and so you know by evaluating what is around you you have to ask yourself you know why are you focusing on that and once again I do think that in the West we have been in many ways subliminally given messages that this is where this is the way to go um, if you actually want to feel a certain way, which is a certain way of happiness. And second of all, you mentioned a big issue, which I haven't really um, touched upon too much because it really is of a spiritual nature as well. And that is that those things that you do have, you know, if you have to have them in order to ha- um, wear your own identity, because then that it begs the question, well, what is your true identity? And it's quite interesting that, you know, people define themselves by, you know, I don't know if they define themselves by the kind of designer labels they were or things like that. But it's these these realizations that when you start to really look and say, well, why did I buy that or why have I got that? the issues of identity certainly start to arise. Um, I, I interviewed another lady and she said, um, when I started to pick up the things off the floor and the, the clutter in the house, she said, I discovered the dreams had been buried l- deep within the clutter and that my dreams started to arri- arise out of nowhere. And, you know, this this is these are the kind of realizations that people are feeding back to me, which are you know they're, they're quite they're quite big realizations because you know people are looking for answers or solutions or realizations to their life and it's not until they look around in their environment what does it say about them you know mm, very much so yeah and, what does it say about you what are your values and priorities i mean honestly i had to realize that in, to me clothes Jewelry, makeup, perfume, blah, blah, blah. Although in fairness to me, I I had a number of books as well. It wasn't just all about my looks. But that was the currency of my life. That's what I valued most. And you know, the the really eye-opening 
and it was a painful eye-opener, was when I took all of this stuff and I had a 60-square-foot storage unit that I then cut down to a 30 and then cleared out with your encouragement completely. I took some of the stuff that I, and I, I went on a vintage kick for about five years. I went to sell it and it was for what I paid for this stuff. I took some of this back to a shop that I had bought it at actually, although there was a new owner. And she looked at these five dresses that I'm sure altogether I paid probably more than a thousand pounds for at least. And she looked at them rather coldly and said, five of them. Yeah, right. Well, I'll give you a hundred pounds. Wow. I, I almost, I, mm. I almost passed out because that's when I realized if it's on your ass, it's not an asset. Mm-hmm. And I had spent all of this money and it wasn't, there was no return. It wasn't worth anything. This is not anything I've gotten. So I have sold some of it. I've donated quite a bit, but I have sold some of it. And I've gotten a fraction for what I paid. And that partic- I left that place. I did not choose to sell those items to her because I could get more on eBay. And I know what she was probably going to turn around and sell it for. And I, I just didn't feel good about it. So I left. That, I drove home in silence. Just think that was... Th- now, if for me to buy a dress... I'm really going to, if I'm going to pay 200 pounds for a dress, I'm going to think very carefully what else I could do with that 200 pounds. And chances are, I'm probably not going to buy the dress. In fact, I can tell you, I don't even have the urge to buy clothes anymore mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, I, I would only buy something if I needed it. And that's another thing to touch on is learn the difference between need and want, but we can get to that in a minute. That was a, a, a absolute lightning bolt moment in my life where all that I spent all this time and money collecting this stuff and someone kind of flicks their eyes over yeah I'll give you 100 pounds yeah whoa yeah so basically you know all the investment in that has kind of gone to seed almost it Um, wasn't an investment in the first place no it was me indulging myself although that's probably a little hard on me if I'd known how to do better I would have and that's what I would say to anyone of be gentle on yourself when you realize it, it's the way you lived. And most of us do live sleepwalking or, or half awake or whatever. And when you're ready to wake up, you'll see. Well, this is an interesting aspect to what you're saying is that um, a lot of people, um, when they, even friends, they invite me to their home or, you know, you can see that they're shifting from one leg to the other. And it's because they're a bit kind of, they either feel guilty or they feel you know, uncomfortable. And I say, well, you know, this is not about me. And I'm not asking you to feel that way. But, you know, it does tell you that, you know, there is something that people are almost suppressing or hiding from themselves as well as other people um, when it comes to their 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 personal items. And um, it's not until you actually embark upon this process of, of letting go that, as you say, you start to see what you associate yourself with in terms mm-hmm. of self-worth well know? my whole self my entire self-worth was built on what i was wearing and yeah. that was when i realized that i think i probably did break down and sit and cry yeah. because that that's very sad because i have so much more to me i just wasn't giving myself enough credit and and i just was not developed I don't mind saying I think I've walked through my life as a very immature 
person and, and not to put myself down just immature i think i've probably been stuck yeah. in my my early teens mid-teens if that's where i operated from yeah and it's, it's interesting because that's that that word stuckness is often the epitome of of where people are a lot of the time is that they are stuck and once again um Rather than kind of psychoanalyzing people, which mm. I, I, is not my job at all, I'm not trained right. for that and I don't want to get into that. What's interesting is that when you look at the environment, the environment reflects back to that person, but often they can't see it. What mm -hmm. exactly it's actually saying to them, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it does need somebody to um, to come in and and, 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 and state the obvious. You know, state the obvious. So, um, I think, you know, who would have ever thought that we're starting off talking about clutter clearing and it's brought up all these issues <laughs> and some fantastic insights for you personally. But I don't think you're alone. I think that there is an awful lot of people and we're not talking about necessarily people who hoard or we're not. We're not talking about people who are hoarding or, 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 or they're out of the ordinary in terms of... of storage we're talking about you know people who just go out and live their lives and you know who would have known that having this conversation would have brought up all those you know your own insights into yourself your identity your value your self-worth your um your your investment in mm -hmm. certain things but also as you're letting go you know what you what you began to realize and i think you're continuing to realize because mm -hmm. you you realize that it's it's a process it's it's it is it's you're not, not done one yeah, day that's it, it. it it keeps going i mean it, you know kathy i just so everyone knows i mean i i met kathy at a re retreat that we were both at and on a break i happened to wander outside where she was speaking with some people i've certainly heard of feng shui i i kind of thought it was a little bit superstition mixed with some practical stuff i you know, whatever i i i wasn't a great disbeliever but i wasn't a great believer either that's for sure and i just happened to sit down and listen and i heard kathy talking about the energy of things and i started to really get this and i and and, and then she offered to come and visit my home and and, and help me with, with feng shui in my home and I, I, which I was delighted about but I told her I needed to I knew I needed to clean up first because there's no point in having an expert like Kathy come and say um, clean your house I knew that <laughs> so <laughs> didn't want to waste her time or mine so I did that and then had her come and it, they, they were such simple things just the the one simple thing of in, in my second bedroom is so tiny that I, I I use it as an office and I had the chair that I work in all the time facing the door I'm lucky enough to have a skylight in this little room, so it's, I, I quite like this room. But she said, the first thing she said was, move your chair facing out. That in and of itself changed the way I feel when I'm working. I, I look out, I feel more expansive, just a teeny little thing like that. And then little things here, there, and everywhere. And I was just astounded at what insights she had. And then what I thought what was most effective, though, that really pushed me to make the biggest change, I firmly believed and had justified in my head that I needed a storage unit of some kind. 
well, I can't, this place is tiny. I can't be, exp- I'm an adult. I had more space when I was 10 years old. And, and, and I have to have a storage unit. That's just the way it is. And she just asked a simple question. Do you really need that storage unit? And it was done nicely. It was not done to push me. It was just Kathy holding up a mirror for me to look in if I chose to. And I chose to look. And within a week of that conversation, or two weeks, sorry, I decided I was going for it. I was going to get rid of the entire storage unit. And at that point, it was 30 square feet. I couldn't believe it. I spent an entire Sunday clearing everything out, and I was done. I brought a chair in that that I wanted to keep, that I, I am fond of, and and that turned out to be. I wasn't sure if I should keep it or not. I'm happy to keep it. And it, you know, incidentally, Kathy doesn't say just clear everything out and have blank space. That's not it, and just throw everything out and start over. I think she's asking you to to consider what are you putting in your environment? Why? What's your relationship to it? And out of this thirty, so that was the one piece of furniture. The rest of it, hand up, was twenty boxes of clothing. And I, I will share that at the end of this clearing, and I just powered through this, I got the stuff into my flat about 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, and I thought, right, I'm not going to wake up to this mess. I was a box-opening maniac, and, and you know, I, I decided at the end of that day, I am the Warren Buffett of clothing. Hmm. I have given clothing to, hmm. to every charity shop, and there are 10 of them, plus the church charity shop with within a, a mile within walking distance of my flat I've I am saving the animals curing cancer and doing everything else so that actually that was a positive I felt really good yeah, yeah and yeah. and Kathy also encouraged me not to worry about selling all of it because of course I'm thinking oh well, I could make a lot of money and, and she said yeah don't I mean there's some of it I'll have to hold it for another month before I can take it into a consignment shop and that's not the point the point is to let go and I discovered that as soon as I started giving things away and, and doing other things, that some things I had placed on eBay for sale started selling. So you don't have to worry about it. Just let it go. And I powered through 20 boxes of clothing. And I've, I'm here to tell you that at the end of it, I had 15 items that I decided to keep. Wow. F- 15. It was all either it didn't fit, it didn't suit me anymore. Well, you're going through a different yeah. phase as well. Yeah. You were saying that you've shifted, you know, you've, and yeah. that immaturity you're talking about, you've, it sounds like you've, you've shifted in terms of what you wanting to wear now. Not like it's, it's mm-hmm. old, old, old clothes or anything like that, no. but just that there's a different perception now. Now, I wanted to ask you, Steffi, about mm-hmm. your business as well, because, you know, um, you're, I know that you were having some blockages there. Yes, in very terms much so. Of the business side. And I'm just wondering how, is that going now that you've actually sorted out a little bit more of an office type um, environment for yourself? Well, it's it's getting it's definitely getting better. Uh, I, I had someone ring me last week out of the blue and say, "Well, we'd like to advertise because uh, I have several businesses. One's a publication. We'd like to advertise. Where do we send the check?" Oh, okay, nice. okay, good. And as I mentioned, you know, things started selling on eBay. I I took a couple of pieces out of the flat to the antique shop, and and last week a chair suddenly sold. I'm having more people come to me now, business wise as well, calling me, finding me, and and can I ask you, yeah, what what's the for you, not me, because I what yes. is what is the association for you in in those two um, pieces of of 
action that have happened one clearing the space mm-hmm. and two you know new opportunities do you what, what's the connection for you well for me it's it, it means you're making room to let new things in you're not you're not overflowing you're not holding under the old when you make room new things come in and if you're holding on to all this old stuff and and, and literally there's no space then you can't, I mean, I, I sit in my office, one thing we did was we cleared the shelves yeah. that I had cluttered with all my personal memorabilia. And Kathy showed me what corner to put that in. And I've now got it on a display stand that I had. And I'm really happy with it where it is. And now I'm sitting in my office looking at this nice clear space and you just feel better. You can't help it. You just feel better. And I, I find that I'm not attracting people anymore who don't who don't want to pay or don't want to pay enough. Uh, when this company rang and said we'd like to advertise, they didn't haggle about the price. They didn't bargain with me. I, I'm I'm finding just more is coming to me, and and they're the right kinds of people. And it's just it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. If, you, if you'd ha- if you'd also held a lot of that stuff back because this is what mm-hmm. people do oh i'll i'll sell that to so and so i'll sell that to so and so instead of just letting it go and getting rid of that blockage now be- because you've done that more more space for new things to come in yes yes and and i got that i i think i rode around for two days on that wonderful warren buffett feeling yeah. I thought, I am channeling Warren Buffett. I have given away, because initially I, I thought, well, but I paid blah, blah, blah for this. I can't just give it away. And I thought, yes, you can, because you've used it. And the other thing I want to say that's very important, mm. as I packed these things mm. to donate or sell, I was thinking and saying out loud sometimes, thank you for being part of my life. I've appreciated you. I'm releasing you to your new home. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that's very important to to state is when you start to release this stuff, don't say, "Oh, what a waste of time! What a waste of money!" Don't don't have a negative don't, energy. Yeah, with don't it. Yeah. disparage yeah. these things. And also, it's about the gratitude, isn't it? I think yeah. that if you're, you know, all the clothes that you did have, I mean, it's about being grateful. And I think mm-hmm. something I I didn't. Um, pick up on before which is very very common i see it with a lot of people who are very wealthy actually that they're very wealthy but they they, they've got this fear of of poverty Mm -hmm. and it stays with them all their life they Mm -hmm. despite the apparent um income they have or you know and and the outward outward um shows of of luxury or or um you know well-offness so to mm-hmm. speak, um, when it actually, when you when you scrape the surface, at, uh-huh. you know what my discovery has been that that there is a fear of of um, not wanting to actually spend money or celebrate it. Yes. And so you know this whole thing of the gratitude, which you were saying about you're grateful that you had all those clothes and mm-hmm. you wore them and you enjoyed them because nothing is ever permanent anyway. It's all temporary. So exactly all the things right. that we've got now, it's all temporary in our life, mm-hmm. and so it's all about our attachment to things. And I th- I also see that the more things we can have, the less connection with people sometimes we have because mm. you know the things are taking up our time and mm-hmm. so there's less connection with 
real living things whether it's dogs cats or people mm-hmm. you know um so yes i i think that you know you were saying about the whole gratitude and scarcity and the, the concept that you know i think p- some people have a siege mentality where they have to mm. like you say store all the, and i have to say when i've i spent a, quite a bit of time in the states and you do see it in certain places yes. uh, where people have actually it's not their fault particularly they've been trained to consider that you know one day all this is going to go and and so there's a siege mentality and i think when you've got that all you do is you actually build up more and more fear well you do and and you know this is why also i think it's very important that i don't have a rainy day fund i have an opportunity fund if you're Mm. saving for a rainy day or or an emergency you're going to have a problem invariably because that's what you're attracting you thank know. you for saying that that yeah. is absolutely brilliant yeah that yeah. everything you know, things that are tucked away for for the eventuality of some amazing you know disaster that's mm-hmm. going to be fit us all i mean just actually thinking like that is actually encouraging the very it energy is. that you don't really want you're on that wavelength well for example i have a lot of frequent flyer miles and rather than saying oh, I'm saving it for an emergency or, oh, I'm saving it for when I, I can't afford a ticket. that Those are my opportunity miles. And a, a dear friend of mine passed a couple of years ago and I was able to, because I'm not immediate family, it would have cost me the moon to get to the States for his funeral. And I, I viewed it as the opportunity to go and celebrate his life with mm. with his family and his friends it it wasn't an emergency it was no. an opportunity yeah. and you know i was rewarded on the way home we i've always wanted to see the northern lights mm-hmm. we flew through the northern lights okay yeah yeah so, it, so it, it's all where what you're bringing from. up here is is perception mm-hmm. the power of perception mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you reframe things well, what story do you want it? to tell about it exactly, yeah, exactly. what what story do yeah. you want to yeah. tell because when you come around to realizing everything's neutral, there are facts and there are opinions. The facts are the facts. And facts aren't right or wrong. They are. Opinions are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so... So um, so who would have thought that out yeah. of all the... Out of just a simple task of clutter clearing, mm-hmm. that all those um, references, insights and realizations have come about just, mm-hmm. ju- just from... Just from that's that process basically oh yeah so what would you say to people now who are about to they have the fear of starting or they're they're scared to let go what would you say well what i would say is start small you don't want to go out of i was able to just give away so much because i worked up to it don't expect to jump in unless you're really ready to say right clear the decks uh, for example, one thing I chose to, to, to keep that I may n- never give away is uh, when I got married five years ago, I, I had a two-piece wedding dress. The skirt I gave away to a charity f- a while ago, but the top I, I like. And I put it on the donate pile and I looked at it for a while. And, you know, these things will speak to you. They'll tell you if they should stay or go. Mm. And I, I wasn't ready to give it up. I like that. I associate positive things with it, and and I'd like to use it, and I kept it. Okay. So 
So yeah, you're saying they, that there's a um, th when you're saying there's a conversation with things. I mean, mm -hmm. people might find that a little bit strange. Yeah, they but, might find it a little odd. Yeah, but actually, what I'm guessing at is that there's a relationship between you, the person, mm -hmm. and the actual environment that you have put yourself in. You've mm -hmm. chosen to go there, and that you have in design. So there's a relationship between and and, and between you the living mm -hmm. thing and what's outside of you because Absolutely. really you know if we take this to a higher level you know mm -hmm. is there any is there any difference between what's around you and, and what is you because it all comes back down to energy really it does. everything is energy so you know this whole thing of dragging matter around and i i have <laughs> realized that myself that you know bringing things down from the north of England to the south and up from the south up to the north. And often I think, you know, I spent my life just dragging matter around with me. No wonder people yeah. feel heavy. No wonder yeah. people feel impacted and, and, and stuck and frozen because most of our times we're, we're, we're impacted by just being stuck with matter. Matter, I mean, whether it's furniture or clothes or stuff, basically. And that the, the higher vibrational it's not even a, a it's not even a, a matter the higher vibrational um zone that we have within all of us is actually not cultivated because we're dragging ourselves constantly down into very slow vibrational matter mm -hmm. and then we spend our time dragging it around with us so Yes. Well, you what know. I find terrifying or, or enlightening or, or a commentary or whatever adjective or adverb you want to use is that storage unit that I moved my things out of is pretty much full. Mm. There, there are very few empty units there. So what so, does that say about, about humans is that they've got, yeah. they're, they're living in a box mm -hmm. and they're also paying high prices for another box that basically mm -hmm. is from another era of their lives and they can't let go of it. That's what that's about. It's about not letting go. Don't don't let the storage unit companies hear this podcast, Kathy. They'll be very upset with us. <laughs> but, you know, it, I think there are reasons to keep a storage unit. But I, I think that it's all too easy. I, I know several people off the top of my head who've had these units for years. At a certain point, be real. Yeah. You don't need that stuff. Right. You're never going to see it again. And because it's only 100, you know, 100 or so out of your bank account well, every month, you I'll, don't really I'll, miss it. I'll make you feel better now by mm. by citing uh, another lady I know who has just sold her house in Sydney and she was crying because she had stuff in storage for 14 years. Oh. And because she flew out from England to sell the property in Sydney to return to England, she had to sell everything everything wow. that she's had in there for 14 years and she couldn't get rid of it because now it was dated mm, exactly so, yeah so i mean this is not an anti an anti-storage uh, moment this is about storing up realizing that we store up um feelings and thoughts and memories and then we put it we put it in a box and then we forget to live in the present we, we're all guilty of that so um is if there's is there any one one thing that you'd like to pass on mm. based on your own experiences steffi that would be of great help to people who are listening to this one thing just get started just get started let let if it's letting one thing go a day just start and then it it will open up 
a lot for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you very much for joining me today because I oh, think those insights are just absolutely amazing. And they're not just practical insights. They're also the kind of insights that you you wouldn't really be able to get, I think, even from a psychology no. assessment. It was well, a practical <laughs> hands-on yeah. exercise for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. But we've got other insights that are of a, a spiritual nature, all about identity, all about, you know, who are you? and why you're doing what you're doing and where you would really like to go in your life, you know, and that's another, that, that'll be for another interview about then implementing the feng shui into the space you've actually created now for your new life. What is it you want to put in there? Because as you said rightly before, it's not about minimalism. A lot of the guys I find sometimes they think, oh, it's all about four white walls. No, it's not. It's about how you relate to what is around you and by putting in certain things in that environment, whether it's a plant, a living matter, whether it's a color, whether it's a, a, an aroma, you, know, you are connecting with that all the time. And so what is it that you want to create for yourself, for your life? And that will be the next stage that we can actually discuss anyway. So, Excellent. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Yes, yeah, be thanks brilliant. for helping me with all of this. You've been a, a, no. great, a, a great conductor of of a change in my life. Thank you. I think we're both alchemists of a kind. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> okay, bye now. Bye-bye.